Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Johnny Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Everywhere and all the time. Can't get rid of us. We won't go away. Uh, tomorrow, this very hour, the excitement comes back. The voice line. Uh, if you want to leave a message, there's a new way to do it. The iHeartRadio app. You get to KFI on the iHeartRadio app. You shouldn't know how to do that by now. If you're listening anywhere in the world. Including Russia, as John has told me, there's people listening in Russia. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we had a, a soldier uh, surrender in an email to us. I didn't see this email. Huh? Oh, I got it. Yeah, he surrendered. You got it. And I said, "Come here, we'll take you." Okay. You got to inviting him to your home? Uh, no, I invited him to your home. <laughs> a Russian soldier is giving. Russian soldier is giving up. He wanted to contact us. That's quite and, a story. I know. All right, I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, you can use the talkback method with the iHeartRadio app. There's a little microphone, little icon, little emoji. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, you can use that to leave a message, or you can just call one eight seven seven Moist eighty six one eight seven seven six six four seven eight eight six. The mob will be here. We are throwing some hacks at a dumpster, and the only hint I'll give is we're taking hacking a dumpster back to its roots. We'll explain what that is tomorrow, too. Well, here's your slap update. Are people still hungering for this story, or is it starting to fade away? Well, no, if there's if there's new stuff, I think people will get a... Uh, they'll dive right back in. A like, right, source. Oh, go ahead. No, no, there's, there's a controversy over... There's three seconds of video people want to see. Hmm. It's the uh, three seconds after Will Smith laughed at the joke, and... Uh, Jada Pinkett, uh, Pinkett, how do you say your name? J- Jada Pinkett. 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 Uh, she Pinkett. rolled her eyes, but apparently one of the cameras caught what she did next. She said oh. something to Will, hmm. and uh, that's when he she went She said, up. go slap him? He, he, she said something that made him react, like snap to attention and go do his duty as a loyal husband. 
And, and so, they make it much of him when he turns and walks back. She's smiling like right. uh, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she must be a piece of work. <laughs> uh, three sources told the New York Post, one of their exclusives, that the story yesterday that the producers of the Oscars asked Will Smith to leave and he refused is not true. See, I told you. The source, the insider, said no one ever asked Chris if Will should leave. They never consulted him. It was the Oscars producer, Will Packer, who made the final decision to let Will stay. Mm -hmm. It's uh, No, I, I immediately said that. Eric did too. Completely disbelieved it. Because if you want to remove somebody, you get them removed. They've got plenty of security and police there, and these guys are armed, and they're big and strong. And, uh, you know, Will Smith is just a uh, superhero in the movies. He he isn't really. Uh, so it wouldn't be hard to take him out. And well, they already know he's going to win the Best Actor Award. It would be awkward if they threw him well, out of the theater, and then I mean, they announce the Best Actor, and first of all, they look around. It's the woke holes who run the Academy. Remember what they did a few days before? They c claim that there's new requirements that you have to have all the cast and crew uh, racially uh, balanced according to race, ethnicity, yeah, gender, genders, sexual orientation, uh, sexual... Uh, disabilities. Yes, they or, want a complete or, or you accounting don't... of everybody involved in the production to see if it meets a quota. Right, so there's going to be actual quota numbers for everyone who's uh, black, Hispanic, gay, disabled. Or else you can't get a Best Picture nomination. Or, uh, tra uh, trans, the whole thing, right. Right. Or, yeah, you don't you don't get nominations. So since that's their mindset, since they actually are saying this out loud, that this is the new policy, you think mm. they're going to remove a black actor on the verge of getting the best actor uh, award? Impossible. So Impo they would have they would have removed a white actor. Immediately, there would have been 10 guys on. him. That's probably true. Yeah. The Oscars producer, Will Packer, has done an interview that'll air tomorrow on Good Morning America. Some of it has been released. He said that LAPD was there and prepared to arrest Will Smith, but Chris Rock was dismissive about pressing charges. He wanted nothing to do with that. He said, I'm okay. No, 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 I'm fine. No, 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 don't do that. But except he doesn't get to make that call. Everyone's confused. You only need somebody to press charges when there aren't any witnesses. Since well, we had a billion witnesses, you don't need Chris Rock's permission. A crime was committed on live television. That's it. That's the end of it. Chris I Rock saw... doesn't get to decide. That is the producer using Chris Rock as, uh, as someone to hide behind. The producer should have said, well, I saw it. I'm pressing charges. I listened to ABC News' legal experts. You know who that is? It's Dan Abrams. Remember him? Yeah. From the OJ trial. <laughs> and he said, you are correct, but it usually doesn't turn out well. Because without a victim, the case kind of falls apart. Doesn't matter. You should do it immediately. You, what you have to do is remove the threat. He was a threat right there. Mm. What if some other wise-ass comedian decided, you know, I'm not putting up with this? Well, that's what I've heard. Some of the comedians are nervous now. They're going to go on stage and get attacked. Yeah. When they make fun of people. I mean, there, there's so much. Maybe you should stop making fun of people. It's mean. Yeah. Oh, you're fat. You have no hair. Third grade jokes. <laughs> Uh, uh, who was the, the comedian at uh, one of the hosts? Was it Wanda Sykes? I forget. She was one of the hosts. I but think I she was making a, some jokes about their uh, open marriage. Oh. And would would he have run up and punched her? 
A black woman? I... And if he did, they would have removed him. Right. So so the, the reason they did what they did had everything to do with whatever their woke hierarchy was at the moment. That's all it was. It was the woke hierarchy. White actor definitely would have been dragged out. For some nutty person like uh, Sean Penn. Yeah, think of all the actors. Oh, Alec Baldwin, number one choice. Sean Penn, uh, Mel Gibson. They would have been dragged out. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. This <laughs> is the same academy that gave Roman Polanski known child rapist standing ovation. So, of course, half the place gave Will Smith a standing ovation. I, you know, I mean, I mean they, they are beyond help, beyond redemption. Do you know what got, I thought, I did finally see one article on it, completely overlooked in the response to the Oscars in terms of some of the little skits they did? Regina Hall was the third host. You don't hear much about her. It was Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes. You said you didn't watch it, right? Am I right? I did not uh, until the very end. My wife wanted to see it. asked a number of men in the audience, including actor Bradley Cooper, to come up and she was going to do like a COVID pat down. You get the joke to make yeah. sure that we're because of the testing was unclear on these men. But it was really like a terrible. I mean, considering the woke Me Too theory, she was up there. She was basically going to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, grab their stuff. Yeah. Well, that's funny. And I'm like, that one got past the woke crowd <laughs> because well, because they're hypocrites. See, but she's she's a black female comedian. See, so the woke now. rules don't apply. Well, white, it also white, tells if you a that. white comic tries that, it would be, oh, that's disgusting. That's uh, degrading. Also tells you that the roots of a lot, the roots of a lot of comedy are to insult people yeah. or to embarrass people. Yes, <laughs> yes, well, that's, of course. That, that, that's not going to change. Otherwise, otherwise that's you're terrible. You're, otherwise, you're doing, um, you know, uh, knock knock jokes. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. Those are fun. And, and yeah, they, they kind of ran out of steam by the time you turned seven. Why is there, but everybody's so soft and sensitive and upsetting. Mm. It's just, it's just, it's just awful. Just an awful era for culture. Why can't I, I just enjoy my snail joke? Well, you go ahead. Maybe you can get a tour going. Yeah. Pink Shampoo tells a snail joke. Go on to the comedy store and... Uh... Yeah. Well, yeah. Guy comes out on his front porch. He sees one of those snails on the porch. He goes, ew. He flings it. Three years later, there's a knock at the door. Snail says, what the hell is that about? <laughs> okay. I think take it on the road. There you go. I can write a hundred more. Yeah. You know what? You can host the Oscars next year because nobody else is going to want to. Yeah. I didn't make fun of anybody. Even the snail wasn't hurt. He got back to the door. Okay? I'm just saying. But no, you have to make fun of Deborah Mark as often as you can. Bring it on. Well, we both do. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken KFI. Okay, we got to stop the show for a second. Oh, shit. This Literally? Is, this is too good, yeah. I got to wait till she gets back in her chair. Okay. We got, she has a, a confession to make. Do you want to tell him or should I tell no, him? No, you're having so much fun at my expense. You go for it. She did not get your snail joke. 
I'm sorry, Ken, I did not. She still hasn't gotten it. And John thinks laugh? it's the funny. I did laugh, but I la- I told John I laughed because I thought it was so cool that you were telling a joke. But- and so I don't know if I missed something or, or whatever, and I never get, honestly. There's a reason I told that joke. <laughs> you probably both don't know this. I read an article it was years ago, and the article said there were certain jokes that some people get and some people don't. And oh, you can God. tell who has your sense of humor. <laughs> And I read the snail joke, and I remember I read it to my mother first, and she was hysterical laughing. And I said, I find that joke very funny. It and is. she agreed, and Deborah Mark didn't even get it. No, so no. That's how far she, off she, she is. She just came me. in, and she goes, I didn't get the joke. <laughs> the key, Deborah Mark, Which, is three years later, there's a knock at the door. It took the snail three years to get oh, back to the Oh, now I get it. Because okay. it's a snail. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Maybe if if you and if you if you really made a point of the no, three she, years. He, he, he okay, did. but I didn't he, hear it. He did. I didn't. I, no, maybe. He, he told the joke perfectly. <laughs> it's me, Ken. You know, honestly, I never get jokes. Well, that joke went right over your head. <laughs> like lots of things do. I never pictured you as a comedian. You're just always fraught with anxiety about what's going to happen next, and am I going to get home through traffic tonight? And exactly. then what? And, so, see, Ken's not surprised. John almost passed out from laughter. <laughs> because he, I didn't think it was that complicated. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Well, they never are, and I never get them. But it, it's, it's kind of considered a barometer joke for sense of humor. Uh-huh. I guess I don't have a sense well, of humor. I, I, <laughs> I but I do it think it's simple, funny but now. really witty. And but I just you know what? Now joke. that you explained it in yeah. the way that I heard it, right. I thought it was very funny. Uh-huh. I just okay. didn't get it. And I just know. the idea of the snail saying, what the hell was that about? <laughs> Why did you get so mad at me? You threw me three days, blocks away. Three it took me three years later. to crawl back. <laughs> three days, three, three years. years. Three years later. Yeah, See, I, I think I... the joke is less than three years, but I put that in there for dramatic effect. It might be a year. It's even but... funnier. No, three years later, that's, that's, uh, that's good. <sighs> All right. Uh, now we move over to more salacious gossip. We told you earlier this week that a congressman from North Carolina, a young guy, I think he's only 26, Madison Cawthorn went on a podcast and said, oh, I've only been in D.C., got elected in 2020, but I've already been invited to orgies. I've seen cocaine use everywhere. It was all because of the House of Cards show. That used to be, oh, that was the context of the question. So, you know, this might have passed, except a lot of media picked it up, particularly since we have this huge divide between the political parties. A lot of the liberal progressive media thought this is a cool story to run. We even mentioned it because it's, it's salacious. So it made its way back to the House Minority Leader. It's Kevin McCarthy's from California. And people are like, you know, you better talk to him about this because people are going to get the idea that uh, the caucus is just full of cocaine and orgies. So apparently he did. And um, it looks like uh, Madison Cawthorn has walked it back. Um, McCarthy told a group of reporters in the interview, he claims he watched people doing cocaine. Then when he comes in, he tells me, he says he thinks he maybe saw a staffer in a parking garage from 100 yards away. <laughs> 100 yards away. Yes. Like the length of a football field. Yes. <laughs> you could spot a cocaine user from... <laughs> That's McCarthy's version of what Cawthorn told him when he was asked, well, specifically, uh-huh. what are you talking about with the coke use? Uh-huh. The orgy part, though, didn't seem to... It's unclear whether Cawthorn specifically admitted to McCarthy that the orgy claim was untrue. 
Um, oh, they didn't. So they didn't uh, pursue. McCarthy didn't talk about that. With this is an interview he did with Axios. Oh, wow! But he did say there's no evidence behind his statements. When I sit down with them, I said you can't just talk like that as a member of Congress, because the whole country is going to want to know what the hell's going on. Well, he should he should give names. He told Cawthorn, you've lost my trust. Now you got to earn it back. So he's not going to get any good committee assignments or well, what they do you, to them. They're... He's going to get the office in the basement. Is that see? I, I'm I'm sure it's true. I mean, it's it's hard to because believe they're going to come. They're going to become the majority in in November. I'll bet. Oh yeah, the Republicans. Oh so. yeah, they're going to have they're going to have big majority too. Yeah, I think they are. They're they're not that far off now, and uh, they're easily going to probably pick up a number of seats. Yeah, so they they don't need this this nutbag. Right. God, there are really a lot of crazy Congress people on both sides. And there's what there's I mean, a QAnon really... woman from Colorado, right? Uh yeah, Bobert, Lauren Bobert. She Bobert. tried to... she... Oh, she's the one that yelled out at the State of the Union. Yeah, she tried to bring a, a gun inside the uh, Capitol. Wow. She and her husband are big gun. And then you had that Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think she's from Georgia. Yeah, the one from Georgia. There's oh, a story she's, about yeah, her every no, week. She's a whack. A whack she, job. Uh, uh, apparently she was sitting right next to Bobert and uh at the State of the Union then, when Bobert yelled out. Then you have all those squad people on the Democratic side with AOC. It's just... Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, what do they call that troika of women? That, uh, yeah. I forget what they, they have a name for them. The, the crowd, the mob, the... I don't know. The, the squad. The squad, that's yeah. it. Uh, oh, by the way, Cawthorn's the one that called Vla, Vla, uh, Vladimir Zelensky a thug. Yes. <laughs> I know, they're part of that weird fringe element um, it's the Tucker Carlson fringe where they, they think Zelensky's the bad guy and Putin's the good guy. I, I, I didn't see that coming. I don't know where that comes from. I, I could see if you had evidence of continued corruption in the Ukrainian government saying something, <laughs> but to call Putin the good guy, I don't... <laughs> yeah, in the moment. <laughs> because, again, we talked about this. Oh, that's right. He doesn't like the wokeness. Putin doesn't put up with wokeness. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's a good guy. Okay. Really? Okay. But the, Any more to that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to get poisoned? <laughs> Thousands of dead people don't <laughs> seem to factor in. <laughs> no, not at all. I just ignore That's exaggerated. He's not poisoning anybody. I don't understand. He's not imprisoning anybody that disagrees with him. There's total free speech in Russia, right? I don't know where this crowd goes with this. this I don't know. They're insane. I've never seen so many people yeah, the, the two publicly are... insane in office. All right, we got more coming up. And they get really popular. The more insane they are, the more popular they are. John and Ken, KFI, Deborah Mark. <laughs> Should I do this slowly? Live yeah, in the 24-hour so yeah, KFI please. newsroom. I got it. Dallas Reigns' hair is green again. Wow. You need to write to him about that. Second day of green hair. Something's went uh, terribly, terribly awry. Hmm. I don't know what salon he's going to, but... Uh, Ooh. You sure it's just not the color on that TV? No. No, I, I, I've i actually seen that shade before on him. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Wasn't that a book, The Boy with Green Hair? I think it was a movie I saw when I was in grade school, The Boy with Green Hair. No? Yeah, well, be, it's become the, uh, the weatherman with green course. hair. I, so it's very disturbing. Yeah, it's like we, we're talking about if you sometimes go in the chlorinated pool, your hair right. kind of. Uh, John and Kent show. On KFI. John's very busy noticing. No baseball game on for you? I guess not. I'm watching, I think, a rerun of the Dodgers game. I... A rerun. Well, that'll do for now. Yeah. When does the season start? Next week? Uh, April 7th? Yeah, April 7th. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're 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 delaying by one week, and they're going to make up the games later on. Hey, I meant to ask you this, Duke of Sports. What's up, Ken? What's your quick take on Deshaun Watson? Uh, he was not charged criminal criminally. No, that's not what I'm asking you. What What are you asking? You me? have a problem with him getting a big contract from the Cleveland Browns? I have a problem with them only paying him a million dollars in the first year. So if he's suspended this year, the money he loses is only out of the million dollars. Hmm. But you don't have any ethical problems with his uh, playing football despite 22 women accusing him of, of uh, sex He assault. was not charged criminally. But civilly, he's got to go through it. A- yes, he still has 22 civil cases pending. So and he can use his Cleveland Brown money to pay <laughs> off the women. It's, it's been reduced to 22 bad dates. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's his story, isn't it? Five yeah. years, guaranteed $230 million. They yeah. The NFL has no ethics. There's no morals. They don't care. No, they need quarterbacks. Right. Uh, Right. You know, if you're, if, if you're not you in see jail, some of the really bad guys, really not bad. I mean, they're bad quarterbacks, but they're still in the game because teams just need them. You need you need two or three on a team because of injuries and such. So so that's why there's such a desperation for anyone that rises above that doesn't matter what he's accused of. No, we need him. Right. And all that uh, me too stuff is over. Oh, but this sounds like it was beyond me, too. I know, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if, these women are telling if, the truth. If, he, if he got a contract for that much money, the Me Too era is completely dead. Uh, all right, so uh, one of the big stories last year and one of the most awful stories last year was the fatal shooting death of a six-year-old boy on the 55 freeway in Orange. We covered this extensively when it happened, but I have to tell you, the justice system doesn't move very quickly. I believe this was last May. We now have a judge ruling that the couple that is supposedly behind the shooting death of the boy will be held over for trial. It's considered a road rage case. In case you forget, the little boy was being driven to school by his mother. His name is Aiden Laos, six years old. He was in the back seat of the car. And allegedly, the mother maybe in a hurry, was changing lanes and supposedly cut off the driver of another car. The car was a woman behind the wheel with a man in the passenger seat. The man had a gun. He fired a shot at the car and apparently the bullet made its way into the back of the vehicle and killed the little boy. It's both amazing and horrible that all this could come together. What happened next is it took them some time to find the shooter. Um, the, the boy's mother said she was uh, driving about 8 a.m. on May 21st, north on the 55, when she was uh, cut off, she says, and almost struck by a Volkswagen. The mother described the driver of the Volkswagen, who authorities have identified as one of the, the women that was driving the car, making a peace sign. Uh, Still angry, the mother reportedly described flipping off the occupants of the Volkswagen as she passed it near Chapman Avenue. Moments later, she heard a loud sound. She thought there was a rock or something else that hit her car window. Then she heard the boy say, ow. She looked back and she saw bleeding. Uh, The couple in the other car continued their drive from Costa Mesa to their workplace in Highland. In the days following the death of Aiden, they continued their commute. Even traveling beneath an overpass where banners were hanging, who shot Aiden? 
eventually an undisclosed tipster who claimed to work with the pair, because that's apparently where they were headed to the workplace, told police that the two commuted in a car matching the description of the car they're looking for, also reported that the guy, his name is Erez, E-R-I-C, had altered his appearance by shaving off his beard and noticed that the two suddenly began coming to work in a different car. The tipster put it together and said, "Uh uh-oh, this might be the people they're looking for. So two weeks after the shooting, they arrested this couple at their home in Costa Mesa. And um, what we had happen in court, the man says he carried the gun because in his own words, there were so many hostile drivers on the road. Uh, The woman yelled at him after the shooting, what did you do? The officer added that Erez claimed he didn't learn of Aiden's death until days later when a co-worker mentioned Lee's vehicle matched the one police were looking for. And he looked up an online article. He immediately knew it was him and he had a panic attack. Erez told Lee what he had learned. She told the investigator. She responded, but you don't know for a fact that it was you. (laughs) Asked during a phone interview why she didn't come forward sooner. She said she was afraid of incriminating herself or she wasn't sure that it was them that did this. She seemed to be in some kind of denial that it was them. Well, she saw him fire the gun. Um, According to her attorney, they're saying, well, the attorney for errors questioned the police officer about what exactly Aiden's mother saw. And he was asked, she never saw a gun? And no, the officer answered. She never saw errors reaching with a gun? No, sir. Lee's attorney challenged the accessory charges, noting that Erez, not Lee, was the one who hid Lee's car at a relative's home in Whittier. He also said that it was Erez, not Lee, who brought the gun into Lee's car. So the senior DA on the case argued that Lee was aware that Erez had brought a gun into the car and she allowed him to hide her car after the shooting. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't have much chance of getting off easy here, even though they're well, trying because, to make the case know, that she's not the shooter. <laughs> Because if she had immediately turned herself in and turned him in, then he, she's it, free on bail. She, by the she'd way. have He's no liability. Jail. Obviously, she didn't do the shooting, and she didn't plan the shooting, and she didn't know. Yeah, she if was they immediately be in the, pulled over. Although right. that wouldn't have went well with him. Right, if they but did she that. He might have the, shot the, her. The moment she saw him shoot. She's now liable if she doesn't take action. Obviously, you can't do anything while he's got the gun in the car. But you get as soon as you you know get to work and you get out of that car, you've got to disappear and call the police. Right. I mean that that's her responsibility, and if the, 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 there's no way around that. Right. So I don't know what you know. I didn't see the list of crimes today, but you know, all it was all after the shooting is where she commits all the crimes. Oh yeah. Well, he's facing felony counts of murder and shooting off a gun at an occupied at an occupied vehicle. She's facing a felony count of accessory after the fact. That's what they call it. Yeah, accessory after the fact. And a misdemeanor count of having a concealed gun in a car. Because, you car. know, she, 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 she could have facilitated his arrest almost immediately as soon as they got to work. Yes. And yeah, I, uh, that went on for two weeks, right? That went two weeks before they yeah, finally okay. arrested right. the couple, so yes. She could go rot in jail for a while. Yeah. I mean, how heartless. A woman, he, knowing that a boy was shot to death, like that led to death right in the back seat of her, his mom's car and and you don't you don't respond with any compassion now that's that's just and i like the way apparently she said to the uh, boyfriend 
we don't know for a fact it was you. Somebody else might have fired at the car. <laughs> right. And, and, and the car that they think did it matches the description of your car. What are the odds of that? Oh, uh, people really are stupid. They think they can get away with lame-ass excuses and lies like that. All right. Uh, John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampo. It's KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, a final reminder that the Moist Line returns tomorrow during this very hour. In fact, right at this time tomorrow, we'll play round two of the calls. Uh, you still have a chance to be in the collection for this week. You can leave a uh, talkback message on the iHeartRadio app by using the little microphone, or you can call the toll-free number like we've done for years. one 877 6686 well, we love stories where um, union guys embezzle. <laughs> Just because we love unions, if you listen to the Johnny Ked show for that's, years. That's redundant. I get, they all embezzle? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a lot of them do. Yeah. You just, you know... You have a lot of generalization. That's why. This. That's why you end up in, uh, you know, to become all trash. politicians are engaged in orgies, mm-hmm. and all union guys embezzle. That's right. That's what we've learned this hour alone. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, guilty until proven innocent. Right. That's how it works in my little country. Oh, and yeah, and all the Oscar people are frauds. Right. Well, yeah, I mean that goes without saying. Well, the former treasurer of the United Auto Workers local in Detroit has pled guilty. <laughs> he embezzled two point two million dollars. And um, like that nun in Torrance, that was a big story here this year and last year, it looked like he had a pretty big gambling habit. Yeah, this would put uh, Conway to shame. Timothy Edmonds admitted he used a substantial chunk of the money for gambling sprees, buying over $1 million in chips and making $16 million in bets between 2018 and 2020. $16 million. Does- does that mean he had some winnings and oh, he just kept okay. plowing it back in? Uh, yeah, I don't know. He only, he, I mean, I don't know why they isolate just the million in chips. I mean, he must have spent millions of other dollars that he stole to facilitate all those bets because eventually you you lose. I mean, hardly anybody ever comes out ahead. Yes. So uh, he, but, he but was the financial to... secretary treasurer of a local union. They represent thousands of workers at plants operated, but what was one was known then as Fiat Chrysler has since become uh, Stellantis NV. I didn't know that. Hey, but not to stereotype. Peugeot. But do you think there's anybody like in the Detroit area, they hear the news story, oh, guy's the treasurer of the auto workers union and he stole millions of dollars to gamble. Do you think there's a single person in the Detroit area who's going, oh my God, I don't believe that. What a shock. The nun story, yeah. <laughs> but but the United Auto Workers, the treasurer? Uh, he would leave the casino sometimes with tens of thousands in chips that he didn't cash in, which investigators said was a sign he was doing some kind of money laundering. Oh, this sounds like those corrupt L.A. City people that... Right. Uh, uh, what was his name? Weezar that uh, was uh, oh, seen at the cage with chips? Oh, yeah. So he was turning the cash that he was stealing from the union accounts into chips into chips right. that made it harder to harder to track he also purchased some uh jeep grand cherokees dodge durangos for over seventy five thousand dollars each wow that's expensive i didn't know they cost that See, much. that's 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 the he bought a bunch of guns too that's the dumb thing people do you you start 
living ostentatiously and people notice and they start talking, right? Yeah. If you see a guy and he has a bunch of new cars or he's got new cars every few months or, you know, he suddenly has this huge gun collection, whatever it is, right? He's traveling all and you're saying, where's he getting the money? How can he afford that? And it's like, oh, Treasurer Auto Workers Union. I get it. And by the way, <laughs> I mean, you don't John, need the FBI on this case. The John Cobelt kicker. He is the seventh high-ranking UAW official oh. convicted in a wide-ranging embezzlement there you scandal, go. <laughs> including the union's former president, who was it, out there buying golf clubs and big meals and fancy cigars and booze. It's not an unfair stereotype. Not when you're you're up to number seven. <laughs> Conway, did you hear about this guy? Uh, Bill Handel? Guy, no. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. <laughs> he was stealing from uh, the yeah, Auto Workers Union. He was the treasurer. Is that right? Yeah, at a million yeah, dollars he, worth of chips, millions, of, sixteen million in bets he made. Yeah, money laundered by by yeah. getting casino chips. Yeah, I respect guys like that. <laughs> I really do. It's like, like I always see myself. If I ever got into a union, I'd be like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that what the guys like that say? I'll go, I'll win, and I'll return the money I stole, and I'll keep my winnings. Right, right. They always believe they can just make it bigger money. Yeah. Right, and then they're uh, they get wiped out, and then it's a long ride home. That's right. Eventually, they're desperate. <laughs> um, we have LAPD from an inside source. They said to Chris Rock, we'll hook this Will Smith up right now and drag him out of this auditorium if that's what you want. He goes, that's clearly an assault. The cops saw it. And if you want, and they saw it on TV. They, right. Some of them saw it in person. Yeah. It's clearly assault and battery. If you want us to hook him up right now, we'll handcuff him in front of everybody in this theater oh, and God. take him out. That he was said his... no. He said no. Nah. Right? Too yeah. bad. I would I would have done it. I would... <laughs> <laughs> it it would have gotten more and publicity. The wife too. Take the wife out. <laughs> right. She's uh, worse. And then we have a cl- conflicting reports over whether Will Smith was asked to leave at all. Yeah. Um, and also, California, I don't know if you guys covered this. It's the second highest number in California of empty homes. Cal- no, I saw that story, but no, we didn't cover Isn't that it. Isn't that crazy? No. I mean, yeah. all the homelessness you see, and we have the second highest empty home right. uh, rate in the, in the country. All right, let's just bring the homeless to each one. Right. I don't understand why that would be. I think people buy them, and they're going to either do an Airbnb, or they're going to rent them out, and nobody really Mm -hmm. wants to rent it, and they just stay empty for a while. Yeah, we got a lot of flippers here, I think. Plus, I think, you know, when these big, huge corporations, like these, uh, you know, guys from uh, New York, uh, these uh, hedge fund guys, when they buy the homes, they buy them all cash, so there's no, they're not making any payments on them. And so they're going to keep them empty for a year or two and then sell them at a huge profit. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned 60 Minutes did a story on exactly that right. two and, weeks and, ago. And it's very difficult to get some people out of the house in California. So it's oh, it's yeah. easier just to leave it empty. That's, and that way people won't ruin your house either. Right. You right. Know? If you're just going to sell it for a big profit, why bother going through the... Right. You have no mortgage yeah. payment. You just yeah. have to pay the taxes on you, it. You, you know, some houses you might make a half million dollars anyway. So. That's right. Yeah. In two years, right? right. They yeah. might go for another three or $400,000. Yeah. And then if you have a family in there and they F it all up... See, now that's that's the bets you ought to be making. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Ding dong. Bet on these uh, empty homes. <laughs> right. Well, you know, there was a great story about... Uh, well, we don't have time. But FedEx, the guy who started FedEx was was broke. Went to Vegas, won $2 million to keep that company afloat. I didn't know that. Yeah, really? That. It's a true story. Okay, really? True story. Playing poker. True story. Yeah. <laughs> or else I wouldn't have been, uh, FedEx wouldn't have been around. <laughs> <laughs> so it does right. work out. All right. Million. Dig dong. We got, dog. we got Conway coming up. Yeah. Uh, Crozier's got the news. KFI, oh, KOSD, wow. HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.